0: Welcome to the Benakiva Connects Podcast, a podcast exploring the challenges and transformational technology in the insurance industry. Join us as we talk about industry issues and the technology, tactics, and tools that will help your business become a beneficiary-first company. We are on a mission to help our clients become customer-centric in their approach to claims management with powerful processes, customer experiences, and technology now. Here's your host, Ashley Oxholm.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Benakiva Connects podcast. I am your host, Ashley Oxholm, and I'm here with my co-host, Benakiva's CEO and founder, Brent Williams. Brent, you want to say hi to everybody?
2: Hey, everyone. Looking forward to this. This will be a fun conversation.
1: Yes. And today we have the pleasure of having Tim Denine, CEO of Management Research Services, industry known as MRS. Welcome, Tim. Thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you, Ashley. It's been, it's, it, I'm excited for this and um, looking forward to continuing our conversations on here. So thanks for having me. Very much appreciated.
1: All right. Well, let's just dive in. And, and Tim, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and your role and tell us a little bit about MRS?
3: Sure, yeah, thanks, Ashley. So Tim Denine, obviously, I'm the CEO of MRS. I've been with the company for about twelve years officially, um, been in the CEO role for about uh, six years now. So one of the things about MRS, we are laser focused on new business and underwriting. And um, we've been while we've been around for a long time, uh, recently in the last four years, we've gone through a pretty uh, significant transition from a services company to more of a technology company. And we are laser focused on our technology and our product. And what we've done is really take that 35 years of domain knowledge that we've had of working in the services company, helping out new business underwriting, writing and really took that domain knowledge and, and applied it to our technology platform. And as we move forward, we're, we're super excited and there's a, just a ton of opportunity out there for us to again, apply that domain knowledge that we have into a modern uh, tech platform that can really help move the industry forward uh, with automation and bring the life insurance kind of up to speed, if you will, on on the technology playing field.
1: Absolutely. And and we're going to dive into that a little bit more here in a minute. But uh, let me ask you, why insurance? How did you end up in insurance? And what keeps you staying here?
3: Yeah. So, you know, that, that's an interesting question. And, uh, you know, if you ask that throughout the industry, you get a wide array of answers. So the short answer is I'm not really sure. <laughs> but here I am. I mean, my background personally is, you know, I went I was a civil engineer in a, in a former life. Um, so I've got kind of a tech-enabled mind on how to, to do a lot of these things. And as I was working with MRS when we were more in the services, the technology was always progressing, right? And that's where I really found a lot of value is to be able to kind of be that link between the technology experts and the business needs for any one particular carrier. So what keeps me here is opportunity. Period. You know, there is so much opportunity throughout the life and health space to utilize technology to not only make insurance easier to understand for consumers, easier to sell for distribution, but really provide extreme value on the back end processing, if you will, in the home office. Right. We are so passionate about being able to process more business with your existing staff and really adding those operational efficiencies here. New concepts or it's such an exciting space because as new data sources come along, as new mortality analysis comes along, being able to integrate those quickly and fail fast to be able to try these things with the tool of a modern technology, no code platform um, is just super exciting and it's never a dull moment and I just. What keeps me here is again, that opportunity and how quickly the opportunities are rising and then being able to execute on those opportunities, utilizing the tools that that folks like us have built.
1: Absolutely. no. So I'm I'm gonna go off of that and your expertise and I'm gonna ask you this question and it's an opinion question, so bear with me. In your opinion, does it make the most sense for one company to build out an entire platform for all of those carrier needs or does it make more sense for carriers to purchase different software systems, say the best in their field, like the highest uh, quality and integrate them into their ecosystem?
3: Yeah, that's a, that, that's a question <laughs> that uh, is, is flowing. Obviously, I'm a little biased on this question, right? Being the CEO of a, of sure. a technology platform. But I will say this, and I, and I often say this to a lot of our clients, like insurance companies are very good at what they do, risk management. They're not technology companies for the most part, right? And and that's where I kind of zero in on this. I mean, each individual instance is probably a little different, especially as you get up into some of the larger carriers. It may make sense for them to invest and become a technology or have a technology division. But for the majority of the carriers out there, I, I still go back to that. They need to focus on what they do well, right? And with the pace of how technology is moving, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense in my mind that they would make those investments to keep up with that pace. There are folks like Ben that focus on claims. There are folks like MRS that focus on new business and underwriting, and there are folks that focus on the middle, right? The the policy admin and maintaining that block of business. Let those folks do what they do best, right? And and the overall cost of ownership uh, is, it's obvious, right? It's a much better business decision to be able to take the best of breed, the best in class, if you will, and tie those together. And I think with some of the struggles in the industry over the past decades have been, that's been hard to do, right? It's been hard to tie uh, those different silos that the industry has built by themselves together because um, because of some of the technology struggles that we've had. But as we've progressed here, that becomes very easy now right and and i think our partnership with Menikivia is a, is a great example of that you know that technology is now becoming a tool for progress instead of a a um what's the word i'm looking for here a, a hindrance to progress which we've often seen and we still struggle with i'm sure you folks do in a lot of instances so to answer your question i'm all about Taking the best in class and tying those systems together and let the people that know technology, focus on technology, invest in technology. That's their lives. Let them do what they do best and allowing the insurance carriers to do what they do best, which is risk management at the end of the day. Right. And and they're very good at that. They just need these tools to enable that domain knowledge. Very similar to our story here at MRS.
1: Absolutely, And I'm going to pivot here because I want to get Brent's insight on this topic as well. I know mm-hmm. later we're going to do a whole podcast on the buy versus build. Uh, but right now, I just want to hear your feedback a little bit, Brent, because I've been at Kiva. You know, we we kind of have a, a motto like go with your strengths, you know, yeah. spend the time and energy and go with your strengths. So so, Brent, let me know what you think.
2: Yeah, you know, it it, it, it reminds me of an old uh, conversation I had with grandpa you know, years ago, grandpa used to say, if you focus on 10 things, you'll be mediocre at 10 things. Um, if you focus on two or three things, you'll be great at one and really good at the other two. And so I think that's what it boils down to is what do you want your focus to be? Um, you know, do you want to focus on being a great insurance carrier? Or do you want to focus on being a technology company? And that's what I, I try to, to express to the Insurance carriers is you're an insurance carrier, be an insurance carrier, because we often have that question of buy versus build versus partner. And, um, you know, to, I can agree to Tim that we can do the CBAs all day and twice on Sunday and inevitably 100% of the time, it's cheaper to partner with somebody in the long term and create those long lasting partnerships. And I, I've often said it, you know, here at Benekiva. Um, we're not vendors. We are partners to our carriers. The moment we become a vendor, we've lost. There's, I mean, we've lost that relationship. Um, so I think it's about that collaborative effort of what type of experience does the carrier want to provide, and then allow your partner to to expedite your your way to delivering that type of experience. And so, yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of go with the best of breed for that portion of the value chain. Because when you look at an insurance an insurance policy, right? you can break up the entire life cycle of a policy into multiple value chains. right? So you've got underwriting, you've got distribution, you've got uh, maybe engagement, you've got claims, you've got servicing, all of these different value chains. And it's about partnering with the companies who are the best in class at that certain value chain that you're trying to provide. So I think the, I think the industry is doing a good job at, sh- at slowly shifting to more of a partnership mentality versus we can just build it all internally. Because at the end of the day, it's not a question of if you can build it. Anybody can build anything. That's not the question. The question is, should you build it, right? And that's where where the 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 you know disagreements maybe vary here here and there. Um, you know, obviously, uh, tech folks. I mean, they want to build everything, right? But again, that's not the question. It's not a question of whether you can
3: or can't build it. It's whether you should or shouldn't. Yeah, and you bring up a really good point, Brent, on the partnership mentality. You know, I think you. You've probably struggled with that a little bit. We've struggled. And we're seeing that more in the industry now, right? Understanding what it takes to to invest in these platforms, to bring them up to speed, and the kind of partnership mentality that we need to have. That That's a huge thing that we're seeing a lot of folks come around on that maybe we didn't see or experience five to ten years ago, right? Right. So that's a great point.
1: Absolutely. And uh, taking it uh, down a path of about partnerships, a different kind of partnership, MRS and Benakiva has recently partnered. Um, tell me a little bit about that, Tim, and then I'm going to pass it over to you to Brent.
3: Yeah, so it, it's a very exciting partnership. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that the silos that we experience, right, within carriers, within our industry. And I think, you know, Brent, I give Brent a lot of credit on this from his past experience because, You know, what we see here is the silos of claims and they're paying out the claims. Right. They're they're, they're expending money out of the company to pay claims. And then new business is focused on bringing those that money essentially back in. So let's close that circle. Right. Let's close that loop there. And it's a fantastic idea because. What we're talking about here, and we mentioned this earlier, is the best in class, the best in breed, right? Benakiva is very laser focused on the claims end. This silo, we're very focused on here. And how do we break those silos down to get a full ecosystem where we can... And I'll steal your thunder here a little bit, Brent. But retain those assets, right? Um, and 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 it's it's a win-win-win for everybody, right? It's it's a great lead for distribution. Um, the company, the carrier is retaining some of those assets that they're expending, and the consumer, i.e., the beneficiary in this in this case, you know. Um, Claims is not my expertise, right? New business and underwriting is. But I can only imagine getting a a check from a carrier on an insurance policy from a loved one and wondering what to do with that. Right. Um, And and having a carrier being able to step up and advise on that um, and being able to show value on how to do that is super exciting. But what it needs to happen there, right? In today's world, that needs to be seamless. It needs to be effortless. It needs to be transactional, right? Um, insurance policies can get very, very complex, as we all know. And the, the the average consumer probably doesn't understand everything they need to know. So to be able to make that very easy, enabling our technology, utilizing the APIs on both of our platforms to make that a seamless experience is super exciting for us. And I think it's something that that's... Um, one of those things where technology is now a tool that can enable this type of of concept. And the whole agile fail fast mentality is something that our technology can now support. Right. where We don't know what the problems are going to be. We only know we're going to be able to react to those problems and solve those. Right. And and that's that's where I think this partnership is super exciting.
1: All right, Brent, give us what you have.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: I mean, the, the idea of the retention, you know, Ben has always been three things, claims, servicing, asset retention, which coincides with new business. And the idea really came from my advisory firm. Um, you know, when I was walking beneficiaries through a death claim process, inevitably a few things occurred. You know, one, I was, I replaced a deceased client with a new client. And two, we replaced a terminated life insurance policy with a new life insurance policy because I don't have to explain features and benefits of life insurance. Uh, the beneficiary literally just felt it. But when you have those higher dollar value claims, I always got this first que- this question and I got it 100% of the time. What do I do with the money? And that's a completely new financial plan for this beneficiary that really should include products and services from the company we just accepted a check from. And so the struggle I had was... You know, on one hand, I was kind of apologizing for the archaic claims process, while on the other hand, I want to maintain or, or gain these people as future clients, and I couldn't run them through an archaic claims process and then turn around and offer those products and services as part of the, their go-forward plan. And so it really just struck me as odd as to why why don't we provide that Amazon-type claims experience anywhere, anytime, any device? And that allows you the opportunity to serve these beneficiaries, not the guarantee. There's, there's no guarantees. You're going to retain assets, but at least you have the opportunity to serve these, these beneficiaries. And my contention was if you take that to another level, as part of the claims and servicing processes, we start gathering suitability and and data as part of that process. We can actually underwrite these people for our products and services and actually offer that up as a payment option instead of the old, you know, we're going to ACH the money or even older than that. You know, the check is in the mail (laughs) process. We're going to say, hey, you know, this you just you've got a five hundred thousand dollar benefit coming to you based on all the information we've gathered. Uh, you might want to put 200000 in this deferred annuity, which gets you and your spouse this much guaranteed future income. And you might want to put 200000 in this Model 3 portfolio because that's the risk tolerance you've shared with us during this process. And you've got a couple grandkids. We'll put $25,000 in, in two separate college savings accounts so the grandkids' college is, is taken care of. And we're going to put the remaining $50,000 in your bank account so you can pay funerals and and those types of things. To me, that process needs to be seamless. It literally needs to be a seamless process where it's almost like like a menu. It's a payment menu. Do you want just all your money? Do you want to put some money in some of these products and, and we'll help create a plan for you? Or do you want to do this this third option, which maybe is an extension of that second option where it's really a, a financial plan where you're looping in an advisor? Because a lot of these carriers have advisors to help with this process. Now, for me, as a former advisor, the struggle I had was, let's say I sell Tim you know, option B, where we're going to put some in annuity, some in a Model 3, two college savings account. We already sold a life policy. And we're ach and some money into his bank account. For me, the advisor, that was a minimum of four hours of work. Because now i got to go put together an annuity application. I don't know if any of you have ever filled out a 47-page annuity application. But it's not fun. And it, does, and it does take some time. Right? And now I've got a life insurance application. I've got two college savings account applications. And I've got an investment account application that I need to create. To me, with technology, I shouldn't have to create any of that. We have the data, we have their addresses, their phone numbers, their names, we have all that. I, as an advisor, should be able to get that delivered to me, all five of those applications pre-filled, and all I need to do is collect a signature from Tim, and away we go.
3: And then so, you should be able to, oh, sorry, Brent, go ahead. Yeah,
2: so to me, that's where it's it's a almost like a good, better, best scenario, that we should be offering as part of that claim process, payment
3: absolutely and i think the the point i was going to jump in on there is is you as the advisor you've spent four hours of work filling this up what's next for you right Right. you got to deal with the underwriting departments you have to go do this you have to go do that and that's where i was talking about making this the process frictionless right you should be in and out of there in 30 minutes um, as the advisor and on to your next engagement to to continue and then on the back office We need to process that, you know, if it's not an instant decision, then it needs to come out in the next couple of days. And that's where using our tools to enable the domain knowledge within these carriers to do what they're do good in a a fast and efficient process and what the consumers are expecting these days. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Absolutely. So what changes tim do you see coming for mrs over the next three to five years or even changes in the insurance industry
3: oh if we had a crystal ball huh (laughs) (laughs) Um, well you know i where i see Things going is exactly like the, this, this example that we're talking about with MRS Benakiba. Now, you know, we're obviously focused a little left in the ecosystem, right? More on that sales and new business. But to to the to the using the example that Brent brought up, brought up, I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot of products out there, and there's a lot of um, uh, what I would call ingrained technology, right? But, you know, we, we need to go get RX profiles. We need to do labs. We need to do exams. And everybody's kind of got an accord standard, but not really. Um, so, again, using this technology that we've developed to be able to be super flexible to enable more advanced uh, products. Right. So, for example, a, a distribution partner. Um, you know may sell for four, five, six, seven, eight different carriers well okay. using this technology now that we have we can go out and give them the best option for those different carriers on on sort of a pre-check or a pre-sale option but again the the, the problem in the past has been the technology right yeah. and, and and the ingrained um i'm going to call it legacy technology that, that a lot of carriers have and so you, you get things like, well, can, can we do this data file or can we do that data file? And it's like, well, we can do any data file. Just yeah. to, you know, we can configure that. Let's, let's focus on what we're trying to accomplish here, right? And, th- and that is to give that consumer and that, and that distribution partner the best, most seamless friction or frictionless process, uh, process possible. So the other thing I'll mention about this question, um, you know, we all kind of see where it's going. But, but the point is, we don't know. Right? Yep. And, and that's where I, mrs thrives right and and again using our tools to be able to pivot to be able to go do a joint venture with Ben you know without a lot of overhead investment you right know, we made our investments into our platform to enable this environment right to for us to be able to succeed in this environment where we don't necessarily know and we have to fail fast maybe five, 10 times in order to get it right. But now the tool is there to enable that process. And that's, um, that's something that we get very passionate and we get very excited about over here is again, using that to, um, as a tool to, to, to drive meaningful results in our
1: industry. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm gonna, to, to direct this question to Brent and then I'm gonna ha- have you Tim follow up with it. What advice do you have for carriers when it comes to claims being used as a revenue driver? What would you tell them now if you could, if you knew every carrier out there was listening to this podcast right now, what would you tell them as far as claims being used as a revenue driver? Brent?
2: Yeah. For years, claims has been, uh, for lack of a better term, it's been a back burner item, right? It's something that every carrier wants to improve and, and, Make better, create better experiences in, but it's just one of those things that uh, it doesn't drive revenue. So it's one of those expenses on the balance sheet type scenarios. And for for whatever reason, you know, prior to you know within the last five years, there hasn't been any investment on back burner type items. Right? It's always one of those things. I would argue that every carrier I speak to says we want to do claims transformation. We've always wanted to do this. We've always wanted a system like this. We, you know, we want, want, want. And until it, until you can actually show and prove that what we we shared in the industry when I first came out with Ben I've been in the industry for, for a long time now, but now that I'm on the vendor side, uh, I've said from day one, claims is a customer experience issue, right? And so... If we're focused on customer experience, which will in turn over time drive revenue, then it makes sense that that is the most important thing a carrier does is pay a claim. I mean, if you ask any carrier what their job, their ultimate job is to do, it's to pay a claim. That's what their job is to do. Um, so to me, it was all about if that's your if if that's your ultimate value. Then that experience needs to be an exceptional experience. Now I know that certain claims, you know, uh, disability claims, death claims, you know, some of the, some of those, unfortunately, there's there's grievances involved. There's there's other emotions involved in part of that claim process. But the process itself shouldn't be a hindrance. The process itself shouldn't shouldn't be a big you know a big monkey on their back, so to speak. So when I speak to carriers, I often say, man, I've said from day one, Ben will be an uber successful company doing claims and servicing. Where Ben Akiva just skyrockets is when we, when we're doing claims and servicing and now we loop in retention of assets because now we're actually driving revenue for the carriers. And, you know, now it's a, a focus, but I often say that, you know, we can't have the opportunity to retain the assets until we provide an exceptional claims experience, because until you've actually gone through the claim process with a policyholder or a beneficiary, and, you know, until you've had a group of 10,000 lives, you know, the, an executive from that organization come to you and say, hey, we want to move this group from carrier ABC to anyone else. And when they when I ask why 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 do you want to move ten thousand lives from here to here, and the response is well one of our executives went through their claim process and it it wasn't good, and I mean until you you recognize that and been through that process you don't truly understand that claims is a customer experience issue, and I've had that multiple times that that wasn't a one time occurrence, and so that's when we said gosh we have to provide this Amazon type claims experience. And we have to provide that for all parties involved. But my advice to carriers, you gotta start, just start. I mean, whatever your digital transformation effort is, I've said this for years in the industry, it doesn't matter to me what digital transformation effort any carrier is going through. There are three things that don't stop. Claims, servicing, and new business. Those three things and the people involved in those three things don't care that you're installing a new admin system. They don't care that you're doing this big digital transformation effort. They care, is my claim getting paid? Is it easy to service my policy? And can I get new products on the books? Those three things don't stop.
3: Yep.
1: Absolutely. Tim, do you have anything to follow up with that?
3: Well, I I go back to when I first came into the industry, I was at a industry meeting and there was an agent up there and he was saying something very similar to what Brent was saying, you know, but he, a little twist on it. He was um, strongly encouraging distribution to go deliver the claims check because of the impact that that has on that individual at their greatest time of need. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so to Brent's point, what carriers provide is extremely valuable Absolutely. and extremely meaningful, but you, you pollute that with a very cumbersome process. And now these people have a very, very bad taste in their mouth, so to speak, right? So all the things we've been talking about at the end of the day, it really does come down to that, you know, to be able to retain these assets Um, to provide a frictionless process to the value that that check brings to those people at that time in their life is it cannot be measured. Right. And, and what a great opportunity to be able to retain those assets, because now you've got a, a, a person or an individual that, um, just cannot be thankful enough for the for the, the policy check being the claims check being delivered right so and, and the other thing I'll add and and we see this all the time in our space you have to start yep. right and again I go back to that thing I've been saying where we now have the tools to start you don't need to spend six 10 12 months developing a plan for how you think it's going to work right we now have the tools to start small fail fast, iterate to get it right and and that's i I can't emphasize that enough you have to start you don't need to plan out um the whole pro you don't need to go back to this waterfall approach of planning everything out we have the tools necessary to be able to enable an agile process to get it done
2: it's funny Um, you mentioned that we were just in a call earlier with one of our tier one clients and uh, they asked the question about uh, training environments and of course we provide a training environment but I, I shared with them that you know, part of the reason we provide that is we have yet to deliver the Benikiva platform where we've originally configured the platform for specific claims process or product processing, where the carrier is still on that original configuration. I mean, every carrier, they, they install it thinking, you know, we do this collaborative effort saying, okay, what kind of, kind of claims process do you wanna provide for all parties involved? We configure that in the platform and then we put it out there. And then inevitably your users will tell you what you need to change. Your users will tell you what items you need to maybe expedite, and what items, you know, you can have some human interaction, for example. And for us, it's a configuration. Just go in and configure a different process and away you go. Now you try that new process. And so it's, it's interesting that, you know, technology allows you to do that now and, you know, I've I've said I said to our sales team, you know, when they say what's what's the biggest issue Benekiva runs into when selling Benekiva? And I answer the question, I always say, I, I can answer that in one word. Belief. Yeah. It's belief that the platform does everything you can do, and it's belief that you can configure the platform and get it up and running in in you know, a very short periods of time, because our industry is so used to one, you know. Vendors coming in and saying we do all this. And then when they sign those big contracts and get, you know, a couple months into the project, they find out, oh, well, they, they can only do this. This stuff still needs to build. Right. Mm-hmm. And You know, we were like, no, that's the way it was years ago. Um, Now, when we say we deliver all this, guess what? We deliver all this.
3: (laughs) And it's up to you to figure out how to utilize those feature sets to to the best of your ability. And we're very similar on the front end of this. Like, you know, routinely, I mean, within the first six weeks, we may have 20 different versions out there for iterating off that. And and the user feedback is a great point. And I also add in the data. Right. Yeah. Using real-time data yep. to make educated decisions to refine your process. Right. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've come to end of time now. I want to thank Tim. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today. It's been a real pleasure to speak with you and, and to partner with MRS. Uh, is there anything you want to end with?
3: I, I think the biggest thing to, to end with is, you know, carriers, you need to start. You know, you need to, you need to start. And, uh, to Brent's point, um, you have to believe in, 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 in the technology that's out there. Um, you know, change is inevitable, but change brings opportunity and, uh, you you have to embrace that. So, um, those would be my closing words is we have to start and and, and utilize the the tools that we have at our, at our, at our use.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. And for our listeners, if you would like to listen to our podcast, it'll be posted on BenekevaConnects.com. And we again, thank you, Tim, for the time today. And thank you, Brent. And everybody, have a great week. Awesome.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Benekiva Connects podcast. Make sure to visit our website www.benakivaconnex.com slash podcast, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you liked this show, you might want to check out a demo of our software. Simply go to www.benakiva.com and click request a demo. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode where we will continue setting the digital foundation for end-to-end claims and servicing transformation.